Hello and welcome to Voices of District 303, a periodic podcast to celebrate the people and programs of St. Charles, Illinois Community Unit School District 303. I'm Dr. Jason Pearson and I have the honor of serving as Superintendent of Schools and today I will be your host. Well, we are really excited today to be able to highlight one of our District 303 programs, Project Synergy, um, which has an internship component. And we're going to talk more about that um, as we uh, proceed through our program today. What I would like to do is to, first of all, have our guests introduce themselves. So we'll start with you, Tyler. Hello, I'm Tyler Stroll. I'm a very recent graduate of St. Charles North High School. And we also have with us Dr. Adams. Yeah, hi, uh, I'm Professor Adams from, I've retired from uh, University of Illinois at Chicago and have been working at Fermilab and Brookhaven Lab and CERN and Geneva for, for my entire career. I'm a high energy physicist and I've also been working with uh, high schools for the last 20 years as part of high energy physics outreach. And so I'm, I'm in charge of something called the, at Fermilab, the, the cosmic ray effort of QuarkNet which we can talk about later, but it's really outreach and it's outreach to communities and mostly to high school teachers and their students. Great. Well, we are really excited to learn about your work there at the Fermi Lab and how it connects to um, both our Project Synergy program, but also uh, science in general and, and science outreach. So I think that that will be a great topic as we um, talk today. First of all, Tyler, I was hoping that you could talk a little bit about um, the fact that I understand that science is your favorite subject. Can you tell us what about science interests you? I'd have to say one of my favorite things to do is test the limits of things. I've pretty much always been like that. And the most common thing that I tested the limits of was my mother's patience. I just love gaining new knowledge. And I've always just been more curious than my peers and I've just had like this thirst for knowledge for my entire life. It sounds to me like you have liked science since you were very young. Um, so can you, are, are there things that you have done through the years, science camps or any kinds of experiences that you've had uh, growing up that have helped you kind of refine your interest in science? Every summer I've always been at some sort of science camp or uh, something similar that would let me explore the different aspects of basically science and uh, it would give me more information for me to decide what I want to go into and my my mother and father did that on purpose because they knew that I loved science and I really appreciate that they did that for me. Well, Tyler, you probably were really happy then when you started in our Project Synergy program. So Project Synergy, for people that don't know that, is a program for high school students in District 303. Um, and it starts the summer before the freshman year um, with a summer experience. And it goes all the way through high school, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year, and has cohorted and clustered classes in math, science, and engineering. Um, but it also has... Um, summer experiences between the school year each year um, for those students. So I was hoping maybe, Tyler, that you could tell us a little bit about your experience in Project Synergy. I really liked Project Synergy because it had a whole bunch of different things that it added to my high school experience. 
I got to do it with a whole bunch of my friends. The accelerated engineering track, I liked that a lot. I liked it, how they uh, compressed the course because I had already known the principles of like engineering stuff because of all the science camps I've been to and how much reading and whatnot I've, I've done on my own time. Tyler, I'm wondering, can you tell us about maybe some of the summer experiences that you had? You talked about the engineering class that we did one summer. What are some of the other summer experiences that were a part of Project Synergy? Well, between freshman and sophomore year, the summer experience was uh, like an intro to ICB2. And then what about after after that summer? The, the summer between sophomore and junior year was one of the most fun summers because we went to MSOE for a summer camp with everybody who was in Synergy. I got to go to a summer camp with all my friends, which I haven't really done before. They had us explore a whole bunch of different majors that we could do at MSOE. A whole bunch of them were pretty interesting, like the uh, computer engineering and the mechanical engineering, and they showed us a whole bunch of the facilities that MSOE had to offer. Yeah. And for people that are listening, Tyler, who don't know what MSOE stands for, can you tell them what it stands for? Oh, MSOE is the Milwaukee School of Engineering. Yeah. So um, part of Project Synergy, of course, is finding those connections to uh, post-secondary um, institutions that support science in particular. So MSOE is one of the ones that we do partner with. A component of Project Synergy is the internship program, and that's what we want to highlight today. And it's my understanding that you actually were able to secure an internship at Fermilab. Um, and so I was hoping you would tell us a little bit about how you were able to get that internship and what, what it was like to work at Fermilab. Personally, I wasn't privy to all the things that were going on behind the scenes, but I do know that Dr. Byrne worked really hard to get me uh, a position at Fermilab. I really want to thank her for that because the this internship was like the coolest thing ever to me. And it still is because I've always wanted to work at not specifically Fermilab, but like a government laboratory where I can do experiments and find the new knowledge for myself. We are very fortunate today to have um, your mentor from Fermilab join us. Uh, Dr. Adams is here. And so Dr. Adams, maybe you could just give everybody a little bit of information about what Fermilab is um, and what your role is there. Sure. Yeah. Fermilab is a high energy physics laboratory. That's, that's what it does. Uh, so it studies the fundamental particles and forces of the universe. It uh, has a cosmology group as well. Um, it has theorists and experimentalists, uh, I've been there for over 30 years in, uh, in terms of doing experiments there. It has a long uh, research experience and uh, bona fide discovered the top quark. Uh, quarks are fundamental particles in the, in the universe. And it's now, its major, its major uh, efforts are directed toward neutrino physics, which we don't really need to know what that is, but, uh, but it's fundamental particles that you know, don't have any charge and they're really hard to see. And we shoot them to uh, Minnesota and South Dakota. And uh, we, get, we see detectors you know, there in those places and at Fermilab. But what we do is we, we study those. I study mostly the fundamental forces, but, uh, but um, particles are, are sort of intimate to that. Uh, so you, can, you might see a new kind of particle. 
and then it, it implies that it that it has something to do with some new force. But um, in any case, that, that there's also what I do is uh, is I work with high school students mostly through this program called Quarknet, which is uh, is uh, there's approximately 50 high energy groups in the United States, and they they those 50 groups have sort of on average eight to 10 high schools that they, they talk with. And, uh, and they, my part is provide uh, high energy physics like detectors so they can do studies of cosmic rays, which are charged particles coming from exploding stars essentially. But uh, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's essentially a laboratory, a high energy physics laboratory that's free, that rains down on us. So we, we try to just charge students and teachers with uh, experiments to do and they learn about the scientific method and they really do science because we go well nobody's looked at this before how about that you know and and nobody's waiting for a research journal to be published for their result it's not the cutting edge necessarily but it just throws them right into very complex issues and and that's exactly where Tyler fit in you know he just we gave him a gave him something to do that they that hadn't been done before didn't know what the answer was. You know, he, one of the first times we met, he said, I like to break things. That wasn't the best thing I ever heard, but, <laughs> but, but he kept his breaking to a minimum. You know, I kept reminding him that that's a thousand dollars. That's $500, you know, break the cheap stuff. But, <laughs> but, but, uh, but he does, you know, he just wanted to take things apart. And, and uh, part of our, our experience was we, we were hoping it to go from design sort of to engineering to more science. Dr. Adams, was this your first time to have an intern from our Project Synergy program? Yes, I think it was. Uh, I normally work through you know, the Quarknet, but it was a special case of uh, local connections. I had worked with uh, uh, students in IMSA before. I think this is the first one through uh, 303. Can you tell us a little bit more about the project that you were working on, uh, Tyler, with uh, Dr. Adams? The project I was working on was I was making a new design for a detector that would only look at a very small portion of the sky because the current detector that we had for that purpose was 10 feet long and almost a foot in diameter. And so it was very clunky and hard to angle and Dr. Adams showed me a design for a detector that would be much smaller and it would work differently than the other detectors that we've had, where it would have a very small uh, piece of scintillator and that's wrapped inside of another piece of scintillator. So scintillators are materials that when a charged particle comes goes through them, they emit photons from the energy of that particle interacting with the material. Those photons get sent into a photomultiplier tube, which turns that light into an electrical signal for a computer to read. The idea behind this was if the smaller one went off and the big one didn't, that would count as a muon. If they both went off, we would not count that as a muon because the angle at which the muon would have to come through to activate both would not be the angle that we're looking at. Tyler, you're talking about muons, and I'm assuming that's a type of particle. Is that right? Can you tell us what that is? Muons are fundamental particles that are essentially a heavier electron. 
So Dr. Adams, why is it important to study muons? Well, yeah, that's that's a good question because you know you 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 have to have a you have to have a a collision, a high energy collision, to make them because they only live two microseconds. Uh, the exploding stars gave you cosmic rays that are real high energy particles. They hit the upper atmosphere and make lots of particles. And the ones that make it down to the Earth are muons. They're sort of in a sweet spot that they don't interact very much, so they don't stop in the atmosphere, and they live long enough to get to us. And so pretty much what we see when we look at charged particles are only those muons. Muons are tags of really interesting things in the collisions that happen because it's hard to make muons on their own. So if you see them in high energy collisions, some new kind of particle is often made and they're a tag for it. So throughout the last 40 years, that's, you know, muons have been really important as tags of clean new physics. Tyler's, you know, right in there with detecting the things that were used to discover the top quark and were used to discover the Higgs boson. And there's a, something called the Muon Campus at Fermilab, which has at least two major experiments studying muons themselves. We weren't using muons to study for themselves with Tyler's project. We were just saying, where did they come from? And here's a cool idea that no one's ever done to have a handhold device that they can point in some direction and say, ah, the muons are coming from there because they come from everywhere, from the sky. But it's really nice to be able to point. And, you know, and this would be a, a small handheld device that could do that. And uh, so that was a sort of a, you know, it, that was the engineering project that, I mean, it wasn't just something we dreamed up to be a student project. It was some new detector idea. Your listeners might have, might have heard about uh, the G minus two experiment at Fermilab. It was in the news a couple of weeks ago, you know, whether their result was gonna change physics. And the answer is maybe, <laughs> you know, but, but I just wanna point out that the G minus two is some fundamental uh, property of the muon, right? So the muons that, that Tyler is studying, you know, and actually we did look at the lifetime of the muon, which is what the G minus two experiment is about. He was looking at the particles that, you know, people were discussing that is all of physics going to change. You don't get that opportunity, you know, anywhere. We're really happy to share it with, you know, Tyler and future students. With the project that you did at Fermilab, were you actually able to finish and complete this detector that, that you designed? I was able to physically complete it. I wasn't able to finish calibrating it and get it to be where it can be used right away. COVID sort of chopped off our, our science connection, but the engineering part was, you know, really a, a nice experience, I think. And you got to design detectors and build detectors and calibrate them and then redo it and, and uh, find a better way to do something. And, uh, you know, it's, it was just part of a whole chain that, you know, that was his project. He did it himself, you know, the, he, whatever happens and whatever progress was made, it was on him. And so it's a really good, you know, uh, environment. Yeah, you proved it. You proved it worked, but uh, you know, you, you would have would have liked to be able to use it to do something more. But you know, that's yeah. As the 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 hard parts were, you know, really designing it and studying it, right? And I, uh, you know, I like one one time we we had a problem, right? We as Tyler said, the one detector was going to fit inside the other detector, but we couldn't figure out how to optically separate them. 
you know, and, and since they're nested, it was, it was, it was, it was almost an impossible task to, to wrap one while, you know, what that's going inside the other one and keep it all light tight. And Tyler came up with an origami solution, you know, that, that, that he folded, you know, different light tighting materials and made prototypes and went off and, you know, cut new prototypes until, until everything, you know, was light tight and you could, you could sort of, it's, it was like building a ship in a bottle. And uh, he came up with <laughs> this uh, crazy solution that that, uh, that actually worked. So that that's the kind of thing, you know. It doesn't have to be that he discovered a new quirk at Fermilab, right? It's it's that there's this hard problem, and you know, you just you just start beating away at it, you know, chipping away. Yeah. Well, so Tyler, what would you say you have learned mm -hmm. from your internship experience with Dr. Adams at Fermilab? What are some of the things that you didn't know that you discovered along the way? First of all, I didn't know what a scintillator was before I came to Fermilab and Dr. Adams explained it to me. I also learned what it was like to be working at a government laboratory and what sorts of things you can do at said government laboratory where you can do your own research and as long as it can be like applied somehow and it looks like a good idea to you know grant givers you can do pretty much whatever experiment you want that would gain knowledge and solidify your understanding of the universe and i thought that was super cool because there are a whole bunch of different things that i want to do to further my understanding of our universe and as well as everybody else when I shared that understanding. You really want to offer authentic research experiences, you know, and sometimes that's part of some big project, which, you know, in a big experiment, a big collaboration, building something, designing something. And sometimes we can pull off, and I, and I like these better, you, know, you can pull off a smaller thing that a student just has control over. And so that's, you know, it doesn't really matter. I hate to say, Tyler, it doesn't really matter if you were successful with this. <laughs> you know, you have a great working detector and we'll, we'll use it in, you know, something. But that wasn't the goal. The goal was for you to learn what joy you can get out of research by understanding something. You know, you're looking at it and you say, I can solve that. I'll do something no one else did. So it was a great, great experience, experience for my part as well. That's fantastic. It's one of the benefits of being right here by the National Laboratories. One of our goals in District 303 is to try to provide learning opportunities that are uh, personalized and authentic. And it sounds to me like in your internship experience at Fermilab, you were able to make that connection. It was an opportunity for you to find some uh, learning and, and uh, some work that connected to your, your interests. And um, so that's really, I'm really happy that you were able to find this particular internship and that um, you were able to have this experience at Fermilab. So I'm wondering, you know, since uh, we actually just had graduation um, on Monday of this week. And Tyler, you're one of our graduates. I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about what it is you're going to do now that you've graduated from high school. What's next for you um, in your educational journey? I've been accepted into the exploratory studies at Purdue University in Indiana. My brother also goes there. He is in their aerospace engineering program. After I complete maybe a year, maybe a semester or two in exploratory studies, I want to transfer into physics. 
Well, and I think that you really did describe for us the scientific process. I'm wondering as we wrap up today, if there's anything that you would like to say in closing, Tyler, first about your internship experience with Fermilab. It was just the coolest experience of my life. And I wish I could, could have done more. Well, I know many of us drive up and down Kirk Road all the time, and we pass Fermilab without an, uh, an idea about what's going on in there. So I appreciate the two of you giving us a little bit of insight um, into some of the work that goes on, and uh, particularly uh, about the internship program and what you were able to learn. And hopefully, Tyler, we will continue to hear great things about your pursuit of science. And um, Dr. Adams, hopefully we will be able to continue in some way and find other ways to have connections with Fermilab. Um, through our Project Synergy program. So I appreciate both of you uh, joining us today and sharing a little bit of your story. I hope you gentlemen have a great day. You too, thanks. Thank you.